You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shanaa Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiasts. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Salt. Today's episode is something we all need help with. The title is How to Manage Your Life. <laughs> and Shnaz is going to lead this one. She's going to give us some uh, really good ideas for this. And Leah and I'll chime in with some of our own thoughts or maybe issues we have with our own life management or things we've experienced. So, Ladies, everybody's here today. Ladies, Shanaz, hello. Hi. Leah, hey girl. Hey there. All right. So here we go. Shanaz, take it. Okay. So how to manage life to me is something that everybody should create like a plan for that because, you know, my God, you're the only one who knows how to manage yourself. So it's funny because many, many years ago, I created this entire um, PowerPoint chart uh, and the title of that was How to Manage Shanaz. And then I started going into explanation on, and this is like the something like a booklet. You can create a booklet for yourself. And the idea is that this is something that when you're really feeling like you're not in your flow, when you're not feeling good, when you're feeling kind of sad, and you're about to pick up a phone to make a phone call to your you know, close friend, you can easily go into this thing where you either you can even have a flashcards where you have things that you have in a flashcards form where whatever excites you, you kind of have it and then you pick up one activity and do it if you need to encourage yourself. But the reason how to manage life to me is kind of an important aspect on every single day, what you do with your daily activities, like how you even pick your activities should be a very good reflection of how you want to manage your life. So, for example, I'm going to give you an example that the simple recipe for managing life is to follow your excitement. Yeah. Follow what you love. And whatever you have to do that you need to do just because you have a role to play. For example, you're a mother, so you have to do certain things like, you know, pick and drop your children from school or you have to cook a meal every day. Those are the roles. And let's say if there are roles that you don't necessarily like it, but you do it, then you kind of so I'm going to give you like a three points here is that you look at those roles that you're doing that you don't like and either delegate if you can or figure out a way to change it to something that's a little bit more exciting. So yeah. you morph it into something else. And then the third point I had was that change a path so you no longer have to do it. Right. Okay. So there are three ways. And I'll give you an example, for example, and then we will get into Kathy and Leah, because I'm going to quiz you on this. It's going to be fun. So the example that I would like to give is that in my case, I'm opening a new business, right? I am writing a book. I have, you know, I'm doing all these things. And I love the business aspect of it because everything I want to offer to the world is very natural to me. I'm not uh, very good in marketing and I have to accept that. And uh, it was funny because Kathy and I were having this conversation and Kathy was telling me the exact thing is that when you don't like something, then you delegate, which is what she was telling me. And I say that, so the way I'm doing the marketing now that when Kathy reached out to me about this podcast, I didn't know where it's going to go and how far it's going to go. But I do believe now that this is really incredibly amazing podcast is going to go and open doors for all of us and for everybody else yeah. by learning and by so, so I guess what I'm saying is that by Kathy reaching out to me and they're doing this podcast together, it became fun. So now this marketing to me is fun. It's no longer like, oh my God, I have to do it by myself. Right. So that's how you create a new opening in your life. Right. So now question, Kathy, do you have a question? <laughs> question? No, but I do have something to add to one thing you said, like, well, when you follow your joy, right? So and Leah and I touched on this a little bit in the last episode where I said a problem with people today is they take on too many things. 
And, and, and I gave the analogy that, that often people are stretched a mile long, right? But because they have so much to do, there's no depth to anything they're doing. You can't master everything. So be careful how much you take on and take on things that bring you joy. Now, one thing I hate doing, I just despise it, is laundry. <laughs> and it's not the putting it in the washer or the dryer. I can handle that. It's the folding and the putting away. To me, it's just the most monotonous. I wish there were laundry fairies. Or it's the one thing I would I would hire out as far as housekeeping, right? But then I, I try to tell myself, how lucky are you that you actually have all of the, this clothing and that, you know, you have clean clothes. So what I started doing was um, I love listening to other podcasts and I love watching uh, a, a program that is inspiring or inspirational to me. So I've gotten to where I'll just take my little phone with me into my guest room where I fold laundry. And while I'm folding laundry, I listen and I learn and before I know it, now I look forward to folding my clothes because that's the t some of the time I've designated to do that. And in doing that, I've designated that as a learning time, right? Perfect. So yeah. it's a way, like you said, create, create find, find a way to find some joy in it. But I think when it comes, you know, we're going to do the things we love to do. We're going to make time for those things, no matter what. That's what we love, that we're going to make time for that. It has priority. So I think just be careful what else you take on, because you will start to ignore things or you will put priorities, uh, other priorities ahead of things. And then you are not being responsible, I guess. Right. Like if you make if you make commitments and you make all these plans with others or whatever. And, and if you really don't want to do that, then don't. Leah, we were talking about this in the last podcast. You be impeccable with what you do. Like if you if you commit to something, I've committed to that, I want to do this well. And if you can't keep that commitment, don't make it. Right. And be impeccable with your words is one of the agreement, by the way. And I know we want to do the podcast on that as well. The fourth agreement, which now is fifth agreement. But yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's perfect what you're saying, Kathy. And I love the example you gave because that's like a basic example, like laundry, ironing or like, you know, basic chores you have to do. But I think when you do it with your own hand, you kind of do more than just uh, laundering the clothes. You're actually probably even looking at the clothes and saying that, you know, do I really want to keep this clothes? Maybe I should give it to Salvation. Or maybe I, you know, um, I have already too many clothes. It's time to part it with someone else. So, like, I go through those type of sorting in my head while I'm... <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, fun. I, there's there's things. Leah, what about you? Yeah. I don't know. A couple of thing, things have come up <laughs> for me. Um, I honestly... As neat as I am, sometimes cleaning is not my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, what I like to do is I like to find a really fun playlist on um, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While I clean, and I found a really cool one recently. It is the, it's called Skate Rink in the 70s. Oh, the great. That would be great. I need to, you need to send me that one. Yeah. And I, you know, it just kind of changes your whole attitude about cleaning up your house because at that point you're there's a element that for me I'm, I'm reminiscing I'm mm -hmm. some of the skate shuffles and so I'm integrating that into folding clothes or mopping or whatever it is that I find myself doing at the time you're but, you're changing your perspective right you're making it fun and then and then it also made me giggle a little bit when you're talking about you know, keeping a calendar or, you know, keeping your commitments because now I have like three calendars. Because <laughs> I, I have gotten myself to a place where things are really super exciting in life. And I, and I want to be out there with my friends, but I also know that I forget stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I've got one on the wall. I've got one here and pretty analog and then I keep one digital. Yeah. this <laughs> This actually brings to a very interesting point because, you know, like you said, Kathy, that some people take on way more than they can handle because they're out of excitement and out of love. And then what Leah is saying that she has all these different ways she's managing her life. 
And I think to me, like one of the one of the most important thing is integration, right? So I'll give an example of integration. That let's say that I am actually so while I'm doing all these different things, I'm also uh, working on my swimming and uh, working on my riding the bicycle because I come from a country where the woman never learns anything. I mean, no offense, but I have to say that. So I'm actually like all my life, I've been raising children, working full time, and very much consumed by making sure everybody else gets what they need. And now for the first time in my life, I'm actually like, there are things I want to learn and better, right? So I have all these goals that I want to do. So it's funny how I'm integrating. And I'll give you an example is that the way I'm doing it is that like yesterday morning, I went swimming with my boys, you know, because they're off for summer. So we all were in the water and I was telling my boys to teach me certain things that they're really good at. And so it became an interesting thing where they were so excited because now not only that they're teaching me, I'm learning and we were in the water for like two plus hours. And I told them that this is the best gift I'm getting now that my boys are telling all the all the tips for swimming in the water. Right. Right. So, but that, that way you're managing your life in a way you're still with your children, for example, in my case. But then I'm learning something that I truly need to learn. So I think what I'm saying, integration is an example where you combine few things together to make a very rich experience sure. so that way you can do both so i'm going to ask uh, this time lee i'm going to ask you give us an example of something where you're integrating the activities or anything that helps manage time better that helps me manage my time better i guess for me it's not ne necessarily just managing my time but just managing the things that i do in life is if it doesn't feel like sunshine and feel like the <laughs> kiss of the sun on my shoulders, it's a no. I mean, that you know, I allow myself to just kind of go inward with things when I get invitations to participate or I, whatever it is that, you know, somebody has asked me to do, I, I go inward. I go inward and check and see, well, how does this make me feel? And if there's a, a nothing or a blah or dread, yeah. Yeah. Process of elimination. So I think that's a good strategy. So what you're telling every, uh, telling everyone is that you only pick the activities that you know is going to really truly align with you and truly make you feel sunshine. Otherwise, no. Which is a very good strategy on managing time as well because you don't want to do anything that is going to not bring you whatever you want to bring it to your life or add to your life. So no, that's a great thing to add for others to understand that. Just say no to things that doesn't make sense. Well, right? it's, it's not only that. It's I don't want to waste my time, right? And and also, I don't want to waste anybody else's time. Exactly. Well, let me just share, too, though, what overburdening yourself will do. And I have just can look, at back, look back at this now with reflection. Because two years ago, for, for, you know, all those years before, especially having the studio, I said yes to everything that I thought would improve my business. And in doing so, I put my health at great risk. I didn't have any joy, y'all. And I was running myself ragged. Now, do what I feel accomplished. Was that empowering me? Yeah, that was what was fueling me because I was like, look at me. Look at what I've done. Look what I've built. Look who I am now. And it was coming from the wrong energy source completely. And it took and, and my days from five o'clock in the morning until sometimes 830 at night were filled with work of some sort. You know, it was either teaching, it was it was scheduling, it was coffee with people because when you have a business that other people want to want to be a part of somehow, they're constantly asking you for something. You know, it was the payroll, it was finances, it was, there was worry. You took it to bed. It was constant. And I had no control. I had no control. I was literally, and about remembering things, literally, if I didn't have my phone and it wasn't written in my calendar, I would miss it because I had missed writing that down because I was so overloaded, I couldn't keep up. Right. You know, so when all that was over and the business was sold and and I, I think the universe was like, stop. It's like the world just stopped spinning for a little bit. And 
looking back now, I'm being real selective. And Leah, we talked about this in the last podcast, I'm being real selective. And I'm not taking on anything in my life at this point, that is not going to add quality to my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily have to love everything I do, but will it bring me quality? Because sometimes we do, we, we find a surprise love in something that we didn't expect. So I'm willing to broaden my horizons and try things new and different. But if I'm not going to do more than I can do well. And I think that's the point. If I, I can do a podcast, I can do that really well. And I know I do that well. And I enjoy that. So that's important to me. And that is in my schedule. I teach yoga really well. I enjoy that. That is in my schedule. That is who I am. That will always be there. I support my husband. I am a good wife. He has his business. I love that. I support that. I can do that well. And for me right now, that's it. And I have a very few select friends and I love them and I am a good friend to them and I do that well. Yes. So for me, that's for me, that's my time management, right? You know, um, I'm not going to take on more people than I can love. Well, I love everybody. I love I love people. But I'm not going to call. I'm not going to have you say I'm your friend, unless I am your friend and I treat you well. Exactly. And my God, you've touched on so many things, uh, Kathy. But first of all, I want to salute you for being so honest about telling everybody that what you were going through, because I actually know personally that you and I would meet like maybe once or twice a year, but whenever we would meet, uh, because our friendship was always based on honesty and very transparency. And I love that because whenever we would meet, you would tell me what was truly going on with you. And it wasn't matching the perception you had created for everybody else about your success. And even I admired you because I had seen you, you know, your transformation from being just a, teaching a yoga at YMCA and then starting in a garage and then going all the way to this high rise building. I mean, and even when you told me the rent, I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's <laughs> quite a transformation, right? Yeah, yeah. So I completely salute you for being honest about telling people that sometime in the process of chasing the perception for others, we are compromising our health. Oh yeah. And the very, the very fact that you get your ass kicked in so many ways And finally, now you've completely come to the point where, you know, you can still have success and you can still have a very successful life, which matches the perception you are giving to the others, but you're feeling good from inside out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where we all are. That's what we all should strive for, because that's the only way you're going to have a transparency and you're also going to have a great life. So, no, I just I just love that. The other thing that you were you were touching on, which actually Leah was touching on, is the whole the whole thing about you know being very honest with people don't waste their time like the very fact that it's kind of interesting because when you're on facebook and there are so many people text me and say hi shanaz i want to be your friend and i tell them that i don't have time for that <laughs> yeah. i really truly don't and i don't mind saying that because sometimes when they keep texting me it just becomes annoying because you know you are got getting their texts so i finally tell them that why don't you do something that truly helps you with your life yeah. and then they're completely taken by my way of your bluntness right yeah yeah i had a similar i had a similar experience and actually it was about it was it was right when the studio was really getting going 3 or 4 years ago and uh, this this woman beautiful woman wonderful woman but she she kept pursuing a friendship <laughs> and I liked her. I really did. And I finally, one day I said, look, I said, we'll give it a try. I'll try to be your friend. But I said, you need to know right now, I'm not that friend, right? Like <laughs> I don't, I don't not constantly checking on you. I don't have time to do things with you all the time. This is not, you know, I, we need to be able to check on each other when it's convenient for one another. This, you know, I don't have time for that. Right. You know, and, and she appreciated my honesty because there was no disappointment there. Right. Like I am busy, you know, I'm, I'm spread thin as it is. And it's not fair for me to say, I'll be your friend if I can't be your friend. So I had to really like set the expectations for her. Like if you text me and I don't text you back, I'm busy. (laughs) You know, I'm not ignoring you. But see, I'm at a point now in life to where I don't want to do that, right? 
I don't want to be so busy that the people that are important to me feel that they're not. Mm. And that's real important to me. If either one of you ladies called or texted me, I want to be there for you. I need to be there for you because to me, I've made a commitment with you. You're my friend. But I don't take that lightly. I really, really don't. Um, I'm friendly with everyone I can be friendly to, but I'm friends with just a few. And that's that's by choice. That's by choice. And, and it is out of love as well. Because if I can't give you all of me, I, I really would just rather be kind to you. And you know, that's such a good thing you just said, Kathy. And by the way, thank you. I'm very honored that I'm your friend and I'm <laughs> grateful yes. uh, that we have this uh, trial going on where we um, get to have this synergy, right, as, as a woman. Right. So, yeah, I appreciate that. But you know what you just pointed it out? It's so interesting because I recently did something that was very hard for me because I was friend with someone that was not showing up like the friend that I would want that person to be. And I was willing to give everything for the friendship, just like you, when I, uh, I was like, if I'm friend with you, I am willing to do anything because to me, uh, that's what makes the life quality life, right? Like right. you give your heart and soul to your friends and you would do anything for them, but then if there's no reciprocity. And when you sense that, no matter what the reason is, like I always say, just be honest. Like honesty just goes a really long sure. way for me personally. Uh, so yeah, I had to actually kind of like uh, create a boundary basically by saying that if you don't show up right in my world, then you might as well not show up at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes with maturity, right? As we, you know, progress through this life, things fall to the side. We shed things. You know, we, we drop things, things that aren't ours to carry anymore. You know, you, you learn to lighten your load um, and become more authentic, um, you know, and, and the boundaries are important, even with the people you love in your life. I have boundaries with my husband, you know, and he respects them and therefore we can remain married. <laughs> and he has boundaries with me as well. Like we you just you have to have those boundaries even with the people you're really really close to you know and that that keeps respect and like i said you know we we've all said this before people may not always like the truth but they they come to respect it you know when you speak the truth to someone avoid your feeling when they initially hear it they may not like it but they have to respect it because it's the truth is it Exactly. And isn't it better that you are basically, you know, you are teaching them how to treat you by creating a proper boundary. And then also at the same time, you're creating a relationship very healthy because, you know, when you do it like that, you're not building any resentment. You're not building any expectation. You're not building anything that makes you say that, oh, my God, I did this for you and you didn't do this for me. So what it does, it makes it very karma free, very healthy relationship. Yeah. Yep. It does. Well, another thing that I wanted to bring up, too, when you're speaking to the words uh, reciprocity is I know for me, especially as I date, (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I like to match people's energy. So I feel like if somebody is just going to give me a hey, I'll just give you a hey back. You know, I yeah. feel like. I feel like I just will allow things to unfold and meet somebody right where they're at. Yeah. Especially if there's interest there for me. But I know in my past, I've given so much. Like somebody would say, I love you or I like you. And I'm like, let me just give you everything about me, right? And now I just, I have to meter that. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm feeling, because I'm I'm a pretty heart open person. Yeah. And ready to... I don't know, envelop and hug and everything else. But I just like, all right, pause, Leah. Yeah. You have to keep in mind in all things, the balance of energy. If you are giving, you better receive as well. If, if, if you are giving to someone, they need to give something to you. If you are getting something from someone, you need to give something to them. It has to balance out, you know, with one hand you give, with one you receive. And I'm not saying it's tit for tat, but I'm saying that it has to maintain a balance. Otherwise, 
you're going to be depleted and you've allowed it. Right. And I, and I have done that before. <laughs> We've all done that. We're women. That's what we do. Yeah. Right. I mean, by nature, we nurture. Right. That is true. And not only that, we have only seen uh, women always giving, right? I mean, like for me, like my mom, for example, like my dad would not even pick up a glass of water. Like my mom would do everything for him, right? I, I was raised in that culture where the woman was the one, especially in the household, right? Because the, my dad did everything outside. So my mom would not go for grocery or anything. So there was a very specific roles to play. But to me, when I noticed that my mom to me was like, she was basically, yeah. So, I mean, when you are raised in such an extreme role-playing yeah. environment and uh, and even like to some extent, we still have a role-playing going on in America. It's oh, it's here. Pumped, right? I've been guilty of it. I mean, I, I know I caught myself with my son, my, my middle child, the youngest son, um, doing that, like catering to him, you know, as he's, he's a boy at this point. He's, he's not a little baby anymore, you know, and I'm catering to him. And one day I stopped myself and I thought, what are you doing? You are creating a helpless man who's going to expect a woman to take care of him. And eventually I just got, he's like, mom, can you, no, get up, go to the kitchen, get, get what you need. You've got legs, use them, you know, or, you know, teaching them to do laundry. I mean, we, we need to manage our time better as women, as mothers, as wives, by allowing other people to do things for themselves. I mean, and that's a love language. It may come across harsh or bitchy, you know, but it's not. I mean, people are helpless. You don't have to do everything for them, right? Right. And, you know, like, Kathy, and you're talking about because, you know, with all the different type of boys I have, I have always been like, you know, because I when I don't get a lot of time with them, I go out of my way to pamper them. But then I have a son who has a challenge doing things because of his uh, situation he was born with. But it's funny because what I do is like, no matter what, I teach him every single thing that I want him to do. So that way I don't throw him to the wolf or anything. But at the same point, I'm like, you have to do this because I will not be there for you. Right. You have to teach them. You have to exactly. give them life skills. And <laughs> and they don't need to be taught that a woman's going to do it for them. Exactly. And that goes back to actually like, you know, there are certain things you have to delegate, for example. And certain things if you're doing it for others, if it's your dependents, if it's your, you know, like people that you have trained them to depend on you because of the... Um, the unbalance in the energy exchange that you've created for yourself, this is a good time to still balance it because now what you can say is, okay, lovingly, I'm realizing that this has been compromising my energy, right? Yeah. So how do I balance it? And if you don't know how to do it, I'll even teach you because it's okay for me to give you more time, teach you the right way and then go away. But you have to be willing to take up on that sure. responsibility. You have to ask yourself, where am I enabling others? Exactly. Where exactly. am I enabling? And sometimes that's a that's a hard question to ask yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've asked myself that, and like Shanaz, I have I have done some delegation when Gabe was living at home, and I taught him how to do his laundry. I taught him how to do some cooking, and I'll tell you, when he moved out of the house, I didn't know if he was ready. I really didn't. And then I went and visited him in Nashville, went into his place, and it was spotless. Uh, weren't you proud? I was, I was so proud. Yeah, I doubt my son's spotless, but hey, he's feeding himself. It's <laughs> but I was just so proud. Yeah. Honestly, there were times I had asked myself the question, am I setting him up for failure when he's, you know, wanting to move out into the world? And so I was like with you know, holding my breath as to how is this all going to look and what was going to happen. And then I show up at his house and he's got it all together. He's got it managed. You know, I wish that uh, this worked both ways as well. Like growing up, I wish my dad had taken more of an initiative to teach me to do things like change the tire on the car, the oil and, you know, and things like that, or more of the, the more things that we gender role as masculine or feminine, right? You know, just to be more, more balanced with life, if you ever need to know those things, right? But, you know, that's, those are gender roles that have been handed down to us. And that's a whole nother cycle to break and a whole nother podcast. 
for sure. But as far as managing life, I think what we all kind of got to here is be careful what you take on, you know, be careful what you take on and, and set a priority on it. And sometimes we can't always do what everything we want to do. Sometimes we have to do things because we've obligated ourselves to do them. But, but, and like, like being a mother, you know, those sort of things, but find grace in it, find a way to do it well. Right. And you know what? So one thing I want to share with you guys, which is really interesting that's happening now in my industry, right? So in, in the industry that I worked on, right, uh, corporate world and anybody who works in the job have to wake up at the alarm clock, right? Um, spend whatever, eight, nine hours a day uh, at the office and drive and all of that. The whole COVID, right, has completely made people realize that that lifestyle is no longer 100% needed if you want to change that right because we were all able to prove like in our case working remotely so it's interesting what's going on uh, Kathy and Leah is that I've been pontificating on you know keeping my job right because it's a good job I enjoy it I love taking the women and men to walk on the moon I mean, it's a great right? job I mean, why not, right <laughs> but at the same point I want to live by the ocean I want to be able to hop to the ocean and see the waves anytime so it's kind of interesting what happened just a few days ago I was basically visiting my NASA office to get my laptop fixed and then I run into this uh, woman that I've been talking for the last two years but we never saw each other because working remotely she picks up my voice she comes and uh, talks to me and uh, we, we both have pretty in- important role in the program and then she tells me that I'm moving to San Diego and I'm like, really? And she basically lives here, right? And she said, yeah, because I'm going to work remote now. And I said, wow. And she said, I just love the way San Diego is for me. And I've convinced NASA that I'm just going to, because she's also very crucial for the role that she's playing. And it's interesting, right? How everybody's lining up to do, follow their heart. So how to manage life. So one of the things that I'm telling everybody who's listening here and ourselves is that truly you can have your cake and eat it too. So you can still work, like in my case, I can still work for NASA, I can still do what I want to do, but I can still live somewhere where I truly enjoy visiting ocean on a little bit quicker basis than six hours drive, right? Right. So that's part of managing life is why don't you start moving your life in a way, have your dream happen every day with you. Yeah. You know, I did. uh, This is true because everything you're touching on has there's like I listened to this thing the other day and this man was going it was going over the four pillars of health. And to me, they 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 coincide with the pillars of life. So you need to have strength because life will test you. You need to have balance because without balance, you can't handle life. You need to be flexible because you have to be able to bend, you have to be able to flow with life, right? And you have to have stamina. And these are the pillars to health, but these are the pillars to life. Like you, you, you need to be strong and life's not always gonna be easy. You need to be flexible with yourself and with your time, with your life. You have to have balance. Without balance, we're gonna, we're gonna fall. And you have to have stamina. You got to endure the race, right? You got to endure the journey. And I think that was a beautiful thing that I just, it, you know, when he was like, these are the pillars to health and fitness. And I'm like, no, dude, that's the pillars of life. And I use health and life interchangeably because even when I got my health coach certification, you know, I actually tell told everybody I'm a life coach because to me, they're kind of the same because my God, your health is the most important thing if your health is not good your entire life like i mean people who are bedridden or people who are chronically ill i mean they're not even making any kind of choices in life because they have their health that's completely driving what they do day to day yeah yeah no health and life to me is exactly same thing and i love the four pillars that you mentioned because when you talk about stamina i look at stamina as all about energy management Mm -hmm. right and that goes into everything that you guys are saying about like how you make selective in whom you spend time with, selective in creating a boundary so you don't run out of energy. So when you create an energy management in your life, then you no longer feel sabotaged or or taken by, you know, they use the word energy vampire in some of the metaphysical class. It's a funny word, but it's truly the case because when you watch, I don't know if you've watched Celestine Prophecy, 
Yeah. It's very interesting, isn't it? When well, I read the book years. I read it, the yeah. book like three or four times. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Right. And then even the movie where they show actually this representation that when two people are talking, it's funny because, you know, that just brings me back to the fact that if you can all see the energy, right, like truly happening as an exchange between people, you would and things are not being uh, like um, balanced. You would know. Right. One person is doing a lot more work here than the other person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of an interesting um, thing that we don't have to necessarily see everything. We can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting for sure. And, and, you know, it goes, I think you can take this down to a very um, micro level. You know, um, something clicked with me the other day or a few weeks back. Like I've always ate healthy. I've been privileged to be able to eat healthy, you know, and I think that's a privilege because not everyone has those options. But I always I haven't made the best choices always. Right. Because of time management, like sometimes it's just easier to eat something on the go, something, you know, you shouldn't eat or I just don't want to take the time to cook or whatever. And something just clicked in me that was like you're not going to, you're not continuing with this. You are going to take better care of yourself as far as nutrition is concerned. And I really started to be mindful of what I was eating, when I was eating and how much I was eating. And y'all, the difference it has made in my life in just a month's time is crazy. But here's, here's where it comes into management, managing your life. I'm thinking clearer. I'm sleeping better. I've lost 10 pounds, <laughs> which is great. But but when you think about those things, like we don't think about why do we feel tired all the time? Why are we not sleeping well? Why am I frustrated? How come I can't remember that appointment? If you, if you I mean, take it back to the most micro level. Are you eating? Are you are you eating properly? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you sleeping? You know, these are these are the things that are going to make the difference in how you manage your life. Truly. Yes. And and what you're saying, basically, Kathy, is that if you truly listen to yourself, right, like you truly listen to your intuition and everything you do, like even including deciding like the very fact that you were thinking about the food and you said okay how much i eat when should i eat and what should i eat i mean all of those things if you truly do in your daily because you're integrating that food with your body and there is a food that you eat and you do feel that there's some dullness about it or it's not really live it's just calories it's not energy right you're right and it's, it's not really and it's not really helping you so just like we are talking about like being selective in whom we interact with or what we do with our time, we should be selective in what we put in our body because it ultimately brings us health and rejuvenation mm-hmm. and stamina that we need right. to do what we need to do. Yeah, Leah, I know you got something to say on that. You know, I was going to say in Ayurveda, uh, that is what is called the Nacharya. It's called your daily ritual. And it integrates everything from what you do when you wake up drinking like that first cup of water mm-hmm. to taking care of your skin and the food that you eat. So that's a whole nother. It is. But you know, what's important, what, what got that for me, what kind of, I've just been reading and you know, I'm like you ladies, I'm always into something, but I'm, I'm re- I was reading about mindset, like mindset, setting your mind on really what it is your, what intention do you have with trying to do this? And it wasn't to lose weight that had nothing to do with it because I didn't really need to lose that much weight. Yeah, I was a little fluffy, but, you know, I didn't, it wasn't something that was necessary. Um, so that wasn't the intention. The intention for me was I want to feel really healthy again. I have the, I'm, I'm privileged to have the time now that I have and to be doing all the beautiful things I'm doing and to have the friends I have. I'm not overwhelmed with things. I want to be really healthy and maybe really for the first time, you know, maybe really for the first time. So, I, I you know, I started looking at how much how much do you eat? Really? How much? And, and in general, we all probably eat more than we should. Our portions in America, our portion size are huge. You know, how much processed foods are you eating? More than I should. 
<laughs> you know? Um, and I just started it. I, the thing is, when I set my mind to it, it, it wasn't a diet. It wasn't a chore. I got excited about it. And I got excited about how I felt. And I watched my digestion change. And I, you know, everything started feeling better. And then, you know, those those vanity things come into play. I've lost some weight or my skin's looking better. Those are about those are bonuses. But I felt better. I feel better. You know, and, and, and because I feel better, I'm doing things with more energy and vitality and I'm managing myself better. So I think with life management, take it down to the most micro level and ask yourself, am I taking care of myself? Right. And like you said, life and health management are the same. So health management, if you do it, you're managing your life and then you just apply it on everything you do. And it's interesting. So, Leah, we're going to definitely have to do a podcast on Ayurveda because I'm very much, um, I love the whole Ayurvedic principle because they are very much aligned with the circadian rhythm that our body follows, which is, to me, is the natural way of living, right? So I think that would be a that would be a good one. And just in general, like with the health, uh, there are so many ways we can get into the health part of it because everybody loves to know, get the tip, like you just said, right? That evaluate what you're eating, when you're eating, how much. And you know, the thing that you just said about this whole mindset, to me, mindset and intentions are the same. So I kind of use the word interchangeably. But when I came to America, right, and one thing that I noticed, uh, we were talking basically in, uh, you know, early 1990s, is that everybody was drinking like sodas, like a water. Even in, my, in my country, we didn't have that type of luxury because sodas were very expensive. So we were not drinking it like a water. And it made me realize that how much, and then the fast food, right? Those are certain things I noticed, which makes people become, you know, bigger for no good reason without them wanting it. And um, so, yeah, so like all of those things becomes part of their habit. And then ultimately it becomes part of their life. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important that when you, when you're actually changing any aspect of your life, you start you're going to start noticing what else you need to change. It's just the way it is. So right. just listen to your intuition is what I'm basically getting to, because that would help you, um, guide you to where you need to go with your eating habits. Well, I think it, though, there, it, it's funny how I recognized it was, or how I recognized that it was an actual shift within me. Not just a mindset, because you can set your mind to do something. We've all set our mind for diets or, you know, for things, or I'm going to do this. This is my resolution. And you think you've got your mind set on it, right? But life happens, and then you find yourself drifting back to old habits, right? I felt a shift within me, like a shift where I realized I, I don't want to do that anymore. I am not going to do that anymore. A resolution within, right? Like I've set a resolve that in order for me to grow as a human and as a spirit, I'm not going to put that in me anymore. And keep in mind, I've always, like I said, been pretty healthy as far as what I eat, but I let poor time management affect me in a way of what I was ingesting into my body. I was ingesting stress. I was I was ingesting food on the fly. I was uh, drinking more than I should alcohol. You know, there's all of those things that stress just pulls into your life. And when you invite those things into your life, your your life management, it goes to shit, basically. <laughs> so there has to be a resolve within you where where and I, I can remember certain other things in life, like when I was tired of being in abusive relationships, I set a resolve inside me that I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. So I've, I've come to that shift with food or with intake, even with alcohol. Now, I'll have a drink from when I want one, but I'm more aware now that I don't need that to feel better. Right. These things yes. take away from your management skills. They make you my OPEC. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it, it makes it about you. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's a conscious choice that you're making. Um, but I wanted to tell you, Kathy, I want to give you guys this vision because it's coming to me. Is that, you know, like a lot of time if you walk into some nerd's office, uh, especially at work, engineers, they're always like, 
kind of big people. They have like tons of Mountain Dew on their uh, cubes. And then they have this big bag of chips because they're working like crazy because they're taken by whatever they're working on. And they're very brilliant people, right? So it just gave me that picture when you said all of this. So I just had to kind of put it out there for people who can relate to that. But you know, the thing that you said, which was very interesting, and I want to highlight that for everyone, is that the mindset or intention helps you notice things that needs to be change, right? What keeps you in that change is your self-gratification that you get after you take that action. And that's what you're talking about is the very fact that you realize you felt good. So that became your way of staying in it because you didn't need any other incentive but feeling good. Right. Feeling good is a pretty good incentive. Yeah. But you have to be able to recognize when your ego is trying to tell you oh, it won't hurt you to eat that. You can have that drink because the more you are in control of yourself, the less your ego is in control of you. So you have to really like get a little psychological with it and realize, no, I'm not listening to you. I hear you. I hear you back there, but go back, take the back seat because I'm going to have a a glass of water instead. And um, I'm going to eat an avocado rather than chips and salsa. And and I'm going to feel good about it because I know I'm doing something good for me. You know, it, it's right. we, I think we just mature to these places in life as we as we get there. And that's what I love about where we are in our lives as women right now. Like, I believe that we're at this beautiful age where our goddess is stepping forward. Right. She's 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 saying, here I am. I've, you've been, I've been waiting for you to call me. And here I am. And I love that. So life to me is very important right now. And managing it properly on all aspects is very, very important right now. Yeah. And I want to say God and goddesses for all the viewers who are male, because, you know, we all have that inside Mm -hmm. of us. So I think it's time that we wrap up and I want to make sure all of us get a chance to uh, give like a, you know, whatever um, ultimate message and also anything else that they're doing exciting that they want people to tune in. So I guess let's start with Leah. Well, I, I just wanted to say when you when you make that resolve, when you make those changes in your life that impact your health, you're also creating resiliency. Yeah. And that's something that we didn't really go into great depths on. But when you're leading a healthy life, a healthy lifestyle, when the bad things happen or the bumps happen, you have an ease, uh, easeful time and recovering from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. That's really important. Actually, I wrote something I want to share with you guys today. And this is to the ladies out there. So it's called goddess energy. In today's world, we often hear the word goddess. I think it has different meanings to different people. To some, it is surely about the beauty of a woman. To others, there is a certain strength and poise in the way some women live and carry themselves that is incredibly beautiful. Often there seems to be a regal quality to her. There is a radiance that will shine through, making her physical beauty even more alluring. I believe being a goddess is an energy that is acquired through life. There is a maturity that has to be had. Yes, there are millions of beautiful young women out there but they haven't been shaped into diamonds yet. They haven't had to work through the trials of life yet. Their character hasn't been fully tested. Their boundaries haven't been established. Once a woman gets to a certain place and age in life, she knows herself and understands what is important. She will feel her inner goddess step up and introduce herself. Suddenly she realizes she is wise. She is a survivor. She is a lover. She is strong. She is a creator of many things. And then she carries herself with that poise that we refer to as goddess. Hold your heads up high, ladies. Never let your crown slip. Remember, you are a goddess. Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll I'll straighten it up. Straighten it up. That's right. Help each other out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you're saying, right, Leah? So I guess, um, okay, so to wrap it up, I would say in order to, if I would give everybody this one suggestion, and I think that's good for all of us to do, is that things that truly 
excites you and puts you in the zone feeling or in the flow feeling, whether it's swimming for you, whether it's running for you, or whether it's having a dinner with your friend, whatever it is, write down in the card, like basically. And what you do is you have like whatever, let's say you have 10 cards now, you keep that deck in somewhere where it's accessible. So whenever you feel like you really are having a challenging moment, then you kind of shuffle that card deck and then you figure out whichever activities come, just go do it. So that way it becomes something that takes you to your happy place because you know this is something you designed for yourself. So that would be one tip I would want everybody to have to manage life. The other thing I want to say is that if you are in a place where you feel like you truly want to make some changes in your life that requires and help, then there are help out there. Because, you know, I call myself a transformational coach because to me, I love, um, I mean, uh, just like you heard, heard Kathy and Leah, we're all kind of working on ourselves because we're all work in project all the time. But it helps and it's fun for me to help others who are wanting to see a different perspective on how to bring that alignment in their lives. So you can reach out to us if you need for anything that maybe we can help you with. And then one announcement I want to make is that I'm doing the uh, workshop on quantum manifestation at DreamMaker locally in Huntsville. So whoever is local here uh, on July 9th um, at one o'clock. And uh, if you're interested, you can just go to DreamMaker or you can email me at emerge at shanassoni.com. And the goal for the workshop is to give you some tools so you can use quantum physics in your daily life, which means you can traverse time and space to manipulate matter. Ooh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> that sounds like magic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, ladies, it is always fun and always an honor. And this was a really good one. Really good one. Good choice, Shanaz. We always wander a little bit, but it all has a thread, right? It all, we all bring it back and it's all connected. Truly it is. Okay. Um, everyone, thank you for listening again. Subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Please like, please check out our private projects that we each have going. Um, Shanaz has her website for her business. Um, I have a yoga channel on YouTube, Cat Yoga with Kathy Light and check it out. Leah has her Instagram account, Fox Finding Sunshine. Yes. Um, and and Leah's still exploring all the avenues she wants to take. But like I said, if you guys have any uh, plant medicine stories you want to share with her, I think that would really help her build a rapport in that field where she's where she's going. So all of that said, you guys have a great day, ladies. Thank you for your time. We are out, everyone. Namaste. Namaste.